to the first season of the NFADB podcast, Pilot Project, constructed by the Volunteer Board of Directors of the National Family Association for Deaf Blind. This podcast will share the journeys and insights of families and educators and loved ones impacted by individuals with deaf blindness. We hope you find what we share to be beneficial, helpful, and inspiring. If you like us, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. This allows NFADB to continue its partnership with iTunes. Please go to the NFADB website at nfadb.org and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening. This is podcast number five. Guy and Joanne Pretty share Brett's success story. Brett talks about his building blocks that led to his business. Together, they built a community outside of the school system. After listening to Brett, Guy, and Joanne, you will understand how they were able to build on a network of relationships. I hope you enjoy this interview. So this is the NFADB podcast, and our guests that we have in here with us today are Joanna and Guy Pretty and Brett Simpson. So thank you so much for being here. And we're going to go over just a little bit of questions today and, and hear about your journey and, and ask, a, ask a few things. So thank you for being here. Glad to be. So, so Joanna, tell me a, a little bit about, um, about y'all's history. And well, Brett's 30 now and he was born with multiple abnormalities he did become blind at four we have reached out to a lot of organizations uh, in the beginning to find out what we should do with his situation to we really didn't know a lot about blindness and he does have an older brother and sister that are A&M grads and they at a young age told me we needed to keep him in things, keep him involved uh-huh. and I just never thought of it truthfully but they actually did say they were a little older than him. Uh, one a brother is four years older sisters two years older and I took their word for it and then I had other advice from my my family uh, later on that we needed to treat him like the other children and we decided well I guess that's the way to go and he's been able to finish his education and is successful in a job now, so I think it was good advice. How did you initially take that advice? I really, it was hard because I felt like, how can you do that? How can you let them do things that are you're fearful of other people and things that could happen that accidentally, and even to the point of Lions Camp of all things um, he had an opportunity to go to Lions Camp and I was like no way he's not leaving me for a week at going somewhere like that and I was 
happened to have someone in his life that was a assistant at the time and she had been to the lion's camp and she was a counselor at one point when she was young and she said oh yeah he's got to go that's great and she mm -hmm. said I'll even make sure I'm there part of the week so it gave me the strength to let him go and probably that was you know a real turning point for him wanting to do things with other people yeah and have freedom from family every now <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and it was a good experience so we grew from that Brett tell me a little bit about your brother and sister yeah yeah they have two nieces two nieces oh so you're an uncle uh -huh. what's that like you like it uh-huh yeah they what did they do they run over the place. They run around? They run around. They run around. How old are they? How old are they, Mom? Nine, eight, seven, and six. You actually have four now. Four? He's at four. Four. So each one has a boy and a girl. No. Boy, go, boy, go. There we go. No, that's not right. Two girls. Two girls and then the boy, boy and a girl, girl together. Two, two girls and a boy and a girl. That's it. So, Brent, tell me about your day. What do you do all What's your work day? Um, I pack my lunch. I leave at 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I dug the wall down, I open it up at 7.30. What, what's your job? What do you do? I, I sell snacks. You sell snacks. Ah, is business good? Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. I, I, I had jewelry this week. Jewelry. Oh. I had a lot of jewelry last week. Your your business is in a courthouse? Mm-hmm. Courthouse. Okay. How how do you communicate with everyone? Uh, but they, they come they come get just that bus. Come get their snacks. They they come in. Uh huh. At eight o'clock, I don't uh, get everything set up. They call me going, and then I go to the bathroom, and then I come back, and then I get started. Nice. At eight o'clock. How how does your day end? At four o'clock. Four o'clock. It ended at four o'clock. I get ready for the day in the morning, and then all the judges come in. At eight, between 8.30 and 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And then everybody goes to their office at 8 o'clock or 8.15. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes down the hallway. Everybody goes through the elevator. And then they come to the snack. First day in the morning. Do you have a favorite person? Um, any come first. Crystal come first. Chicken, come fudge. Chicago, chicken hungry. She gets hungry every yesterday. She was, she was so hungry. Just hungry, huh? She was so hungry. Did you take care of her? Give her a good snack? Uh-huh. Good. Everybody, everybody did, did their first drink. And water, they, they usually they add water. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Coke, or Dr. Pepper, or Dr. Pepper, or Sprite, or Wheatfields. You like your job? I like it. Good. I've been there for six years. Six years? Six years. And that, that month to be seven years. That's a good long time to be working. Tell, tell me about when you were in high school. What was school like for you? I was tired of it. <laughs> After I graduated. You were so tired graduated. of it. I was tired of it. Were you really tired or did you hear other people say they were tired? I was tired of it. I would rain them in the orange. You got on the bus every morning. You went out to the curb and waited on the bus. I was ready, ready to get out. <laughs> ready to get out. So Guy, what, what were the, the challenges that you saw in, in high school for, for Brett? Well, kind of like his mom, I was kind of worried about something that happened to him, you know. I know I've heard of him get run over in the hallway and this and that, and the kids get out of class and mm -hmm. going from class to class and stuff. And, you know, he, he was getting on the bus every day and standing out in the street, and I guess it's no different than today. You worry about, you know, something happening. But he was, uh, he's, he's happy to be there. I mean, he's, he's a go-getter. He wasn't one of these kind that he wasn't going, he would go, but. I guess he. I guess he was more ready to get out of school than I thought. I didn't think it was that bad, really. It was that bad, huh? Not bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's about it. He, he he was he never complained. And you you actually went to the school for the blind after you got out of yeah, high school, didn't you? Okay, yeah. Now, what do you think about that? What about the school for the blind? I was tall. Oh, that too? He's tired? Tired there too? Mm. Oh, about wore out. I thought you had lots of fun there. I liked it. <laughs> um, it was time to go. It's time to go. Mm. Yeah. So you were, you were ready to start working for sure. Well, you don't think you're going to get tired of your job? Um, not, not, it was not too bad. Not too bad. They, okay. they, they, did, they did come in. They did the they job did, did, uh, and walked in the office, and then the, in our car they thought Raymond's, and they have PA court. CPS court. And they have, on Wednesday they have slow day, and then Monday they have Huey, Tuesday they have drop the board. Do you think you'd rather stay home or go to work? I like working. You like working. Who who helps you at work? Get who helps you get organized? Well, my lady help me. Tell me tell me about tell me. I about have a uh, coffee. Get coffee going. Uh huh. One day and then everybody come get your book cup. She helps you. Nice. She helps you with your coffee. She helps me my coffee. She gets you to work too. She drives me. What's her name? Miss Helen. Yeah. We're listening to Channel Light Radio by Dakin. Favorite thing. On the way. That's it. What kind of music? Channel Light Radio, country. Oh, country music. And then while we go, we listen to the night on week one. On that, what's that? Dakin, that's your station in Houston. My Dakin in Houston, what he drives. That's some of that old country. What he what he drives? When guy drives. That's right, when I yeah. Drive. I love that. I listen to K95.5. Who's your favorite country singer? Just more. Oh. I did that. Do that. Turn it up. Hmm? Turn it up. Turn it up. That's your song. Nice.
it changes from time to time, so I don't always keep up with which one it mm -hmm. is. So how did y'all arrange for Brett's job? It's interesting. To Orange. We moved to Orange. No, no. We got the job before we oh, moved to Orange. Right, we have right. to think back. Yeah, I had the store in Orange. I had a store and laundromat in Orange. Mm -hmm. Not with, far from the courthouse. Yeah. And his guy's sister actually told us about a blind man that worked at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, she said, I bet Brett could do that. And truthfully, I didn't believe that at all. I, I couldn't comprehend it. And she said, he could. And I'm like, yeah, but he's got to have, he's got to take care of money and all that stuff. Well, you know, it, how could he do that? But at that time, he was taking quarters out of the machines, the washing machines and dryers at the laundromat and rolling them. So he had learned to take quarters with the keys and take the boxes out and, and roll quarters and everything, put the boxes back. And So he had duties that he was doing pretty well Just with. for fun yeah. with mm -hmm. the lady that worked for Guy. So then time went on and um, we just go back and forth from where we lived to take care of the laundromat. and. If he was there, then the lady that was there working would let him help. Mm -hmm. She even started letting him push buttons on the cash register mm -hmm. that didn't talk. It was she, he had them memorized, mm -hmm. and so he memorized the the, the keys, the, the keys, keys, and the spaces on the mm -hmm. right. If it was taxable or non-taxable or laundry, you had different keys for different things, and he had memorized those. And he had learned a calculator in school, a talking calculator, so he just applied what he had learned to the keys on that cash register. They just didn't talk. She had to tell him if he hit the right button or not. Yeah, yeah. And so... Now he has a talking cash now register? Now he has the talking, yes, calculator is what he uses. Uh -huh. And adds things up and subtracts. So it was probably another six or eight months that we heard that the fellow may be retiring mm -hmm. and then we didn't hear any more about anything and one day I heard it on the radio that they were taking applications for someone to go to the courthouse that had disabilities they wanted to continue to utilize that population mm -hmm. so guy ran over and found the judge and yeah, said judge. how does he apply yeah, well the judge just lives across the street from where we live and at that time I was probably had bought that building that we live in and started to do some remodeling and this and that probably and I, I knew he went to the store in the evenings and I saw him pass one day and after I heard that they were hiring I went and met him at the, at the store mm -hmm. and I remember when I, I told him I said I've got somebody I said I've got a stepson and I want him to have the job he said well you got to be blind I said well you got him he, he, he's blind <laughs> that's for sure so, he, so that's how it got started you know and he had to go do an interview and Go visit with the city council and say, oh, they check they me out. They had to vote on him mm -hmm. at the commissioner's, county commissioner meeting. Mm -hmm. And he told him he wanted to work. And he gave him his resume, which we had put together the year before mm -hmm. of his activities in the past. And mm -hmm. they said, you got the job. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's a contract. Yeah. So they had he had to sign a contract. And it says on the contract the hours he's supposed to work. He doesn't ever complain. He's always ready to go. So y'all linked in fairly quickly to the community. 
decided that we got to go to Orange. Uh-huh. We were 30 minutes from there. Oh, yeah. So we decided, well, we're going to make our house in Orange. So that's what determined it. We had to put the floor in. We had to put a wall in. Oh, now here go And on we had to put the toilet. What about snow cone stand? We had to put such a stand in. Yeah, snow cone stands too. We had to run the water line. I thought I'd change this thing. But that was a That's new experience a to, to go from nothing, a slab, to starting to feel the the boards that built everything uh-huh. around and, and learn where his bedroom and our bedroom. And it was from scratch, you know. Right, right. So those new, feeling new places, how, what, how'd you introduce? What, what's the first steps, do you think? comes natural to you now. It seems yeah, expensive. I guess so. It's hard to think how we actually started. Uh, I know we had to orient him all the way around the courthouse, all the hallways and the entrances, and let him practice for a little while. Mm-hmm. And we did the same thing with the new house. We had to let him feel everything along the way and learn the paths that were safe. Mm-hmm. And but we had the DARS Division for the Blind, they assisted us in getting it started whenever I went to them and said, "We're my son's starting a job and I knew previously that they could do things for that and help you. So they pretty much actually went and helped us get the first inventory. So we just made a list of what we thought we needed. Uh-huh and they funded that first inventory, went with us to the store to get it. This lady that was there, his counselor, and put everything in place and then they were able to get a job coach to come and they started out his full contract day in the beginning, working with him and seeing what difficulties they needed to help resolve and then through DARS? Through DARS. And then slowly they, as they built the systems that he needed that would help him, then they started backing off with their time spent there. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole goal is to eventually let them be independent yeah. and let other people in the environment help when needed. How often is the job coach there? That, in the beginning, 
it was the full eight to four, uh-huh. and then they backed off to four hours, three hours, and then finally none. Yeah. And it was just a gradual decrease. And he kept doing more and more and more independently and building those routines. Joanne, has that surprised you? Very much so. I knew I could never have done that without that help. Yeah. Even with Guy having experience in how to put things on counters and all that kind of thing, I, you still have to have the time to do it. So that uh-huh. job coach was very valuable to be able to do those things. Uh, as much as we would have liked to have had the time, we have other business obligations and make a living, so it, it would never have happened without Doris's help in that. So linking in, what, what initially, how, how'd you link in with Doris at, for adult services? When we were leaving the School for the Blind, we knew that that was where we had to go for help, mm-hmm. that the school thing was over. And so successful in in getting most they had helped with different camps and things educational things for uh, he and I at times and they knew us well we had been in and out of there Brett always we'd always think of something that would maybe help him and if you can give a reason for something that's going to help. They're, They're as good excited about as we were. People that we knew and dogs were excited too. So how do you release those those fears of let's let's let them be I, independent? I give think, some advice to some of these young young uh, parents, parents who have a three year old or a newborn or you know right. seven ten. The first thing I guess is I had to get educated myself as much as possible and Doris helps with that the parent training information is where I started yeah I was fortunate it was not far away their home base for Texas and it was called PATH project then and they gave me the information I needed that what it would take to get Brett's needs met and the everything a manual about his rights you know all that legal stuff that that you don't know anything about with a child with a disability when you start out and of course I wanted it to be just background so that I knew if I ever needed it I had what I needed to make a difference but the the training they offered was just value so valuable I would get involved with any kind of training that would help me know what to do next for him, to how to get people and the resources to give him some assistance. Because I knew I wasn't, I couldn't do it by myself. I knew that. And from there, I got involved with school PTA when he was old enough to get in school because I knew that that way I could volunteer and meet people all over the school and I wanted him to be able to have as much as possible in the school to help him. And then I worked with ARC, the ARC. I got involved with them. 
and the the big thing that they gave me was the feeling of it's okay to be with regular kids. That was the most beneficial information. They're very big on inclusion, aren't they? Very, and I started going to their Inclusion Works conferences, mm -hmm. yes. and that made a tremendous difference for what I could speak for when I was in his art meetings and in his school environments, mm -hmm. because I knew there was a way it could be done. I didn't, when someone said we can't do this, I knew there was a way. And I would sometimes tell them how they could do it because I'd been to those conferences. Yes, yes. And it got to the point where I had people ask me if I was a teacher because I was at school so much. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not a teacher. Don't ever want to try to be a teacher. I have one I have to teach and that's enough. Did that make you step out of your comfort zone? Definitely. I was not one to get out in front of people and talk, and I quiver when I had to stand up in front of someone, and I still do, but it's, it passes now. I can get beyond it. And we had a lot of meetings that the Commission for the Blind back then would always give me information when I asked mm -hmm. for help and even if they didn't say anything in a meeting they were available to help me with support just being in the meetings because there's lots and lots of meetings that a young parent needs to understand that those meetings are very important and it's important to know what your child needs that the districts may not have already, but there's a way the districts can get it mm -hmm. if you just start researching and asking for some things I, I would hear about in other districts and would implement that and, and start saying, you know, well, so-and-so district has this availability, so how can we get it? Yeah, yeah. And it would come about. And there were many things, even to the point we went to the board meetings uh, at school because we knew that he had the availability when he got to a certain age that he would be out of school at 22. Mm -hmm. But with him in inclusive classes, he's, he was only going to be 20 when he got to the 12th grade with all of his peers that he had been in school with from kindergarten. Yeah. So that's when we said, okay, we'd like to have him go to the School for the Blind to finish out his 22nd, 21st, 22nd year availability of public school. Mm -hmm. And from there, the school board had to have a meeting because they had not ever had that request and I found out from Inclusion Works there were other schools that had allowed their students to go through the graduation process and still be eligible for public school till 22 at another location. Yes. So they met on it and believe it, the special ed director was very good about checking into it 
Good. And she was helpful with the superintendent and the board to understand that this could be done. Good for her. And yeah. so Brett was allowed to go to the School for the Blind for two years after he left the school district, although they were still funding. Yeah. So that was a success thing that, you know, you have to just be diligent and keep asking. Tell me, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about you. What, what do you... What do you like? What What's fun for you um, at home? Um, I've been thinking the radio. K-O-G-T? K-O-G-T. station. Listen to the radio quite a bit. I listen to it every morning. That's baseball. Yeah. Who's on the K-O-G-T in the morning, so? Joey. What's his name, Doc? What's his name? I don't listen to K-O-G-T. You do. I do. It's Joey Kelly. Who? Kelly? Gary Stelly. Gary Stelly. Gary oh, okay. Stelly. I know Gary Stelly. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, that's Gary. You he owns the radio station. Yeah, that's Gary. Giant the Mustang. That's right. I'm a West Stark Mustang. What Mustang? That way it. And who are you at Port Natchez? I'm Port Natchez. Who are they, the Indians? Indians. Yeah. Is this baseball? Football, man. Football. That's talks. football. Now, baseball, he listens to the Astros. I mean, that's a big thing right now. So, listen to the sports oh, yeah. on, on the radio. Listen, listen oh, to the sports. When lot. you're getting ready for work in the morning, I know you won't come out of there until you've listened to some programs to, before you come to the kitchen. What is it you're listening to then? I listen to news. The news? And let the bacon. Let's go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> So routines and, and uh, those are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's something for a new parent to understand that routines and repetitiveness make all the difference. Yeah. And even if it's that Brett really didn't have the understanding of some of the things he was doing, mm -hmm. but as long as it was a repetitive thing, then he could handle it. Yeah. yeah. And. That's, uh, that's one thing she's much better at than I am. And, I mean, it starts in the mornings at 5 o'clock and alarms go off every 30 minutes for an hour and a half, two hours, seems like. But it's because it's time for him to move from one station to the next. And mm -hmm. if you don't prompt him, he doesn't move. He'll sit there and listen to the radio. So it's real annoying to hear all these alarms and everything going off and uh -huh. roosters crawling and everything else in the mornings. But that's his routine to keep him from one station to the next. I had to walk the treadmill. Oh, yes. And walk the treadmill. He walks the treadmill. And, He's and very he disciplined. And he has a stationary Good. bike. He rides a stationary bike, too. He's, he's, he's disciplined in that sort of stuff. He's gotten better. I keeps, think. You, keeps you healthy? Keeps me healthy. Yeah. He's gotten better about it, I think. He enjoys it. I had to put my socks on. Yeah. yeah, I had to put your socks Compression on. Compression socks. Yeah. a new thing. And the wobble. It makes it easier to walk. Mm -hmm. Your your legs aren't tight anymore. They're not real tight. So and what are y'all working on these days? What what are, how are y'all taking care of care of y'all and, and balancing your time? We're trying to figure out how to get more help <laughs> <laughs> because we're wearing down. <laughs> and we've always had good help um, at the courthouse and. Mm -hmm. Now with his health issues with his legs, we're 
we realize we're going to have to start getting more help in the afternoons at home mm-hmm. because his routines get delayed depending on what our routines are happening during the day and later in the day. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at getting um, additional interviewer help of some kind mm-hmm. in the afternoons after he's off work. We haven't had that for quite some years. We initially had it when he was younger and required more assistance. Mm-hmm. So we've gone and we've gotten to where we were more in, not independent to more independent and now we're getting back a little less that's, independent. <laughs> that's probably something we should mention too is whenever he was in school they had a nursing program at the high school. So the kids, mostly girls, but there was guys too uh-huh. that, that they wanted the job in the evenings so they came to the house and took care of Brett. And oh. I mean they're physical therapists and speech therapists now and we've kept up with them over the years. And so like their internship hours? Right, and a lot of them left high school and went into college and even I had snow cone stands. Some of the girls worked at snow cone stand, took care of Brett and went on to school and you know and, and went on to resource. college there in Lamar. So it helped them too. You know, there's a lot of those that, that are in in the past that we still run into, you know. There, was there were so many things involved. at school that he was learning that needed to be transferred at home. Mm-hmm. And that's something for new parents to understand. A lot of things Brett could do it all all at school, but if he came home and you changed one word of the description of what he was doing, he didn't relate it to be the same. It was just not he didn't he didn't get it. So we started doing a spiral notebook so that everything that he did do at school, that we, we knew what words were used and, and just tried to get a replica of that in the home environment with these young students. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all energetic. Was, they were happy to help him, for him because and to do these routines, yeah. just like they were doing at school. Yeah, well, what was good about that? I mean, you know, high school girls. I mean, she told me, that's, What's we had a car, you know, an old clunker in the driveway there. I said, "What's the car? What's Brett's car?" I said, "Well, Brett can't drive a car. Well, anybody that wants to take him somewhere can take him somewhere." So we keep I mean, it just girls, so people can I mean, take him they somewhere. Had a, if they had a basketball game to go to or cheerleader, cheerleader practice or something, and they wanted Brett to go. They just loaded Brett up in the car, and away they went. So it was good for him. It was Gosh. a learning process for him because we had guys and girls that came by to take care of him. Yeah. And you know, it was just a part of their life too. You know, come on, Brett, load him up in the car. And gosh, you don't know what all happened to him while he was running around with him, but he was with them, you know, and he was having fun. The radio was a blaring and he was traveling around town with them and seeing things and doing things. So it was a activity for him, a good thing in the evenings and stuff. And I think another thing that helped him during the the junior high and high school years. Mm-hmm. Because of the inclusion environment and kids that were in our neighborhood that were in his classes, mm-hmm. he didn't do everything they did in those classes, but he had an aide, individual aide. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to leave and go help anybody. She was designated for him. Wow. And that way, anything that this class was doing, he didn't stop them from doing anything because she was doing what she was told to do with him. Uh-huh. And it just made it easier for the other kids to know how to work with him because they saw how to work with him. Mm-hmm. And later on, um, 
lost my train of thought. You're going to have to cut that part out. <laughs> I don't know. I was talking about him moving around in the car with the kids in the evenings and stuff. You know, right. I thought that was very strange at first. I thought, Brett has a yeah, car? So they were having a hard well, time, like, socially, yeah, like, yeah. him, like, yeah. how do I get to know him? Right. Uh-huh. And, and they had friends of theirs that yeah. got to know him. So, yeah, he met a lot of people then, you know, a lot of the kids, yeah. it wasn't just at school, it was in the afternoons, they went to functions where other kids were, and they got to know Brett more personally, and, you know, everybody, that's the thing about Brett now, I mean, I, I, I go to Port Natchez to go shopping at the store, which every once in a while we're back in town doing something, you go in a supermarket, everybody in the store knows Brett, because he was <laughs> always there, and all the kids were in there every evening buying something or doing something, well, and the VI teacher would take him in and give him lessons in the store, and he had mm-hmm. to yeah, he did that give him. Wow. Yeah, they taught if, him how to shop. And he wanted to buy something, he had a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. and he got up there, and it cost more than that, and they had to leave mm-hmm. because they didn't have enough money to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next time, they'd decide how much money he needed and then go back, and he had enough money, he could get that. Those consequence of what yes. you're doing, learning. Yeah. In any store in Port Natchez, all the cashiers, hey, Brett, they all, <laughs> we've miss, been missing you. you know? That's y'all's theme that, uh, that I've noticed. It's it's relationships mm-hmm. and, and and linking with people and... and well, and, and they called it futures planning back whenever yeah. he was in transition and David Wiley came and we talked about all the things that other people could be helpful with. Mm-hmm. So I say that opened our eyes to more possibilities, opportunities that you have to allow happen yes. and look for. They're doing a, they renamed it, isn't it? Person centers, yes. person center planning. Yeah, now, something like that. There's you a did lot the of maps things. with the mm-hmm. networks and relationships and places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was helpful for y'all. It definitely was, yes. Very did y'all do so. it uh, each year, or how, when did you start doing that? I know we did it uh, at least two years in a row, and then after that I think we just kind of did update-type things uh-huh. very well sometimes. And it, and it made him real social. I mean, it's like when he moved from the from the schoolhouse to the courthouse, it was just nothing new for him, you know, to, to stick his hand out and meet somebody new. and. It was just, you know, somebody now, everybody at the courthouse is like they were at school. They're all friends of his, like he tells you, his favorites and everything. And they pick at him and joke with him and have fun. So it's kind of just been a transition from one to the next, from the schoolhouse to the job site. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Brett, tell me, what, what advice, what, what's a, some good advice you can give, give people that are listening? Me, people. Do you like that? I do. You do? You do. People come up there and want something? Yeah, call me in the, in the day. What What makes, what's your favorite thing about work and your job? You like? I get to watch one. You get watch to, one. You get to greet everybody? Greet mm-hmm. everybody. Right. Meet and greet. That's what yeah. I want. That's what I say. Would you write, is it more important to make money or make friends? I make money. I knew what he's going to say. I had to put the money in for. That's a video. That's a serious. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, it's about relationships. It's making money. It's a big joke, too. I got the bathroom fun, and then I come back. And we get day started. He won't give anybody a cup of coffee. I mean, oh. I mean, he won't give me a cup of coffee. He is tight with his money, too. Yeah. I, mean, I am tight with my money. Making mm-hmm. money makes you happy, huh? Mm-hmm. I think he big, likes to count it. That's a big joke. People say, I'm going to come by and get a cup of coffee. You going to buy me a cup of coffee? No. You have to tell him He said, I'll think about it. Yeah, Maybe later. think about it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what have you learned from, from Brent? Oh, lots of patience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. I, you know, they say there's a deafblind time, and there's definitely deafblind time. I, I know to give him space. There's certain things that you just have to wait and let him figure it out and just stay out of his way there's sometimes. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- there's... You have to realize a lot of times with Brett, you're saying things to Brett on a, on a daily basis that he can get from the get-go. You don't realize that. I mean, there's there's just words that you use that have no meaning to him, and after a while, you'll figure it out. He yeah. has what his world revolves yeah. around, yeah. and that's perfectly fine, because we all have that. It's just he's... We've been to a meeting a while back where they were talking about how be slow, you know, be real deliberate and repeat things and, and it's real important to a blind person. They don't get it like we get it. You know, it takes time for them to, and I can yeah. see that now. I can see it's a, I, a I much, see that. much slower process. You know? And y'all, uh, and I, I, so I asked you about that. How'd you let that fear go? Because I, I yeah. see it, it's, it's about giving him that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, and I know the fear's probably still there. So it's like, how do you how do you check that? How, you know, and so that's an important. He's telling me the vending machine. What about? Vending oh, machine. Yeah, we well, can do got that a too. Machine too. Yeah. Get a vending machine. He he's got me on the payroll for that one. Try to keep up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm his bookkeeper, but for some reason I don't get paid. That's it. What? I figured that out. <laughs> Brett, you don't pay your mom. Hey, keep, keep the book table. She's a, I get uh, lots of hugs. She get. How do you pay her to be your bookkeeper? No, she she does her own book. Oh, I got oh. books of my own too. He yeah. said, just add my. She have her own computer. She has her own computer. She make taxes. I have to figure his taxes for him. Pay his sales tax. That's a very good deal. Well, I'd like to thank y'all very much for for being here and and talking talking with me and sharing everything with everyone. Absolutely, taking the time today. He's meant so much to so many people. Well, he gives to them and they give to him, and that's that's what we keep. That's what keeps us going because he's happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he's, you see him happy, how can we not be happy? No kidding. No kidding. No complaints. Brett, thank you for talking with me. You're welcome. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm.